Hey Slingers, welcome to another week of the Word Slinger Podcast. We're going to be chatting with Brendan Barr today, so stick around and we'll get right into it. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours now? Here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Uh, I really appreciate you being here for another week of the word slinger podcast. This is going to be uh, kind of a special episode. Uh, I interviewed Brandon Barr. Basically, what happened is Luke T. Barnett, another indie author, reached out uh, to to suggest the that I reach out to Brandon, or he reached out on on my behalf and brought Brandon on. If you don't know Brandon, um, he is sadly and unfortunately uh, he's suffering with leukemia, uh, and it, the the diagnosis isn't isn't very good. Um, and what's what's really been interesting is how the indie author community has come together around Brandon to, uh, to help, uh, to offer assistance and, uh, to help him out in all the ways that, that he really kind of needs help, uh, you know, with financial donations to help with medical expenses, with, with food, uh, with income replacement, that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, also offer, I'm sorry, also offering to just help with, uh, with his work, uh, to make sure that he, you know, the work that he has started can uh, can be completed, and uh, so it's been. It, it, I, I I first learned about Brandon through Justin Sloan um, quite some time ago, uh, years ago, I think. Um, and uh, you know, I the, the story really resonated with me. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling all over this. And Brandon, I apologize, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna suck it up and pull this pull this together, but. Uh, the story resonated with me instantly uh, because not only am I an indie author, but I had a, um, I had a uh, my grandmother who practically raised me um, died from leukemia. So the, there were notes of this that resonated with me instantly, uh, and I've done what I can, everything that I know to do uh, to to help out here. Um, but I, when Luke approached me about doing this interview. Um, I didn't hesitate. I really wanted to talk with Brandon. So, um, though things are, uh, can sometimes seem bleak. One of the things I love about Brandon is how positive and affirming, uh, he has been through all of this. You know, he has, he has his kids, uh, he has his wife, uh, that's family that, uh, you know, loves and supports him. And he loves them back, and he's producing something that can live on with them, and I think that's uh, amazing. Um, but Brennan is uh, there's a there's a reason this episode is called uh, "Blessings and Curses" with Brandon Barr, uh, and we get into that in the interview. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, roll us right into this. I hope you enjoy this. I uh, we record. This is a first for the Words on Your Podcast. We recorded this interview yesterday, um, and it is Friday today, November second. Uh, I wanted to make sure this episode went live as quickly as possible. We'll talk some more after the interview, but I'm so happy you're here. I know Brandon's going to be happy you're here. So without further ado, let's jump right into this fantastic conversation with author Brandon Barr. Hey everybody! Uh, I wanna I wanna thank you for sticking through what was sure to have been an excruciating opening, um, because uh, I probably rambled on a bit. But I'm glad you're here. I'm talking to somebody. I'm uh, actually quite kind of honored to actually be talking to you, Brandon. I'm talking to Brandon Barr. He's an author. Uh, he's got a lot going on. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna kind of dive into most of it, if not all of it. But uh, Brandon, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Totally. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, this is a, I, I have to admit, I, this is going to be a challenging one for me, brother, because I, I don't know exactly how to talk to you about quite everything that's going on. I don't want to push any comfort levels or anything. So openly stating, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, you just say it. <laughs> okay, I will. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty old. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And you're a good guy. I've been following you. Um, you know, I first encountered you on Facebook. Um, when you first, I think the first time you announced uh, that you had leukemia, uh, which it is leukemia, right? I want to make sure I've got all my yes. facts here. Um, yep. And it's been pretty serious for, for a good while now. But, you know, one of the things I've appreciated about you, man, um, is how positive you you've seen you appear to have stayed through all the whole thing everything i ever hear from you is very life affirming and and positive and good so i appreciate that about you man oh thank you yeah uh, i've been i've been very hopeful and positive no matter what the outcome yeah. i've i've been i've had a peace about everything so yeah yeah <laughs> Do uh, so. Let's let's talk about let's first talk about your your work because uh, you are you're a USA Today bestseller, um, mm -hmm. which is a quite an accomplishment. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, you write science fiction and fantasy. What's Correct. what's your your prominent series? I guess uh, that would be my Song of the Worlds series, which okay. is uh, kind of a mix of sci-fi and fantasy. Um, geared a little bit more heavily fantastic but um it's i guess technically a science fantasy uh, epic science epic fantasy. science fantasy. <laughs> epic how do you uh what qualifies something as epic science fantasy man <laughs> well uh i <laughs> i think a huge a very huge story um all my my entire series is one giant story so yeah it's that's kind of where the epic comes in and yeah. there's also lots of worlds lots of characters so it's a very expansive universe so when did you uh when did you actually start writing i started writing that um a few months before my third child was born he was kind of the let's get this started <laughs> let's get going and get a schedule going i want to do this so uh, I think that was in 2014, 13 or 14. Um, yeah, 2014. And shortly after I started getting some of the symptoms of the leukemia about a year later. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't long. Yeah, I think actually I remember that was around the time you, you announced what was going on. So you hadn't been writing that long since that, uh, until that happened. I had been actually writing since 2004, but okay. short stories, other novels, but not, not the quality or the pace that I had more recently picked up. Yeah. So do you feel like um, the writing hat, was it part, could you, well, let me phrase this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a moron, but do you feel like the writing is in any way a part of your uh, like therapy, uh, the way you deal with the illness? Yes, it's, it's, it was that before the illness too. Um, my, I'm kind of, uh, when I write, it's more of a, this is my soul. This is my, uh, you could put me in a more of like those weird literary people in the sense of I'm, I romanticize uh, this, my story and the writing and I really, my characters and my story are kind of in, in connected to the things I think about and the things I care about. Yeah. So I, I do play out a lot of um, big question scenarios within a story of like pain and suffering and evil and yeah, lo uh, keeping faith, losing faith and all these heavy topics. And so it is, it was therapeutic before and during yeah. The, the cancer. I can understand that. I mean, uh, writing keeps me pretty sane uh, yeah. most of the time. Um, you know, I, I wanted to say, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to focus entirely on on the cancer. Uh, I know it's a big thing that's going on in uh, in your life, but your life is so much more than that. And I want to make sure we celebrate all of that. Uh, I just mm -hmm. want to say though that my, you know, I have a personal connection to leukemia uh, because of my my grandmother who was practically my mother uh when i was growing up she, she i lived with them uh until she passed away uh and she died from leukemia so this is one of those diseases that just kind of um it, it, anytime i hear a story about it it hits me 
And mm, so yeah. I, that may be why I resonated with uh, what you're going through so much, but uh, just, I wanted to put that out there because it's, it's, it's part of the story overall, I guess. So yes, maybe it has nothing to do with anything, but I want, <laughs> want to say it. Oh, I think um, it does. <laughs> now you're, um, you are, you also write uh, Christian fiction. Is, is, are your series overall Christian? No, I would, uh, I used to write Christian fiction back um, okay. in the day. Uh, I, I changed my approach. Uh, I wanted to write just for everyone. Right. Um, my, my stories have definitely elements of my, my uh, faith in it, um, yeah. but my readership is largely not Christian. Right. And I, I take pride in that because I think um, I, I've changed perspectives on just for me, my personal writing is I, I w I've always wanted to reach way beyond the bounds of just trying to write within a bubble. Right. And uh, I like to let my um, characters delve into every possible <laughs> scenario and I don't hold anything back. So uh, it's, does, it's uh, definitely, my writing does make some, certain Christians very uncomfortable. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because I definitely don't, I definitely go down dark roads and don't pull punches. <laughs> right. See, that's the thing though. I've never quite um, clicked with, with the specific genre of, of Christian fiction. You know, I, I am a Christian who writes fiction. I've, I don't think I've ever written anything that could be labeled Christian fiction per se, but there, there are certainly a lot of themes that run through my work, but I don't think that they're all that unusual, really. I think we see a lot of Christian themes in contemporary work altogether. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I <laughs> didn't mean to leave a gap there, but I, yeah, uh, I, I think I get what you're, where you're going with it. So you, uh, do, how much influence do you think your faith has in the work? Oh, it's enormous amount for me. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's the topics I choose, I think, that resonate with my, you know, this deep spiritual thoughts or theological thoughts. And with fantasy, sci-fi, you can um, kind of, you, you create worlds that explore those ideas. You can yeah. create the theme of a story or a character, you know, like I have a, I have a character that struggle, is struggling with um, whether the gods she's following are worth trusting they've given her these gifts but right. there's there's all these huge questions like why why do my gifts lead to these people dying you know you know uh, real questions and that yeah. they have to struggle through that yeah that's uh yeah that that i could see that that's a uh, that's actually interesting every time i talk about stuff like this it makes me think i should go off and write i've got i've had ideas for some epic fantasy <laughs> Not really my genre. I wrote YA fantasy for a while um, and really liked it. And I think there were quite a few Christian themes in that story as well. But, um, you know, mm -hmm. I always had a sort of epic fantasy story kind of, you know, bouncing around in my skull. So maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you've been, um, now what were you doing before you started writing full-time or do you, did you write full-time? I didn't, I never really asked. I, you know, I never got to the point. I was almost on the brink of writing full time, yeah. <laughs> honestly, um, uh, when cancers returned. Um, but I've always, I've worked, I got a degree in English, so okay. I was going to be a teacher, but then I wanted to write. So I got a warehouse job way back in the day in like 2005. And I've okay. been just doing basic warehouse work, don't have any homework to bring home or grading. And I, it allows me time to write. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my wife and I've had this conversation because um, most of my career, the 99% of my career has been a desk job. <laughs> I never worked okay. in a warehouse or anything like that. Um, the closest I could say to, to, that I did anything like that was when I worked in TV because I had to slip around equipment, that sort of thing. But I, we've talked about that idea that you, know, you mentioned it, no homework, uh, you know, have, uh, certain jobs when you leave, the advantage of that job is you left it. It's no longer plaguing your brain all night and you could go home and write or, <laughs> or whatever. So right. maybe, yes. maybe I should have gone that route. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like I missed out. 
So uh, you started writing and uh, you wrote short stories. Were you publishing the short stories as well? Yeah, I was, I was pushed, you know, submitting them to magazines and such. So I did get some published along the way. And then uh, I have still have a bunch that I've been giving away to my readers for free. Yeah. Just for fun. Cause I have a whole bunch on my computer still. <laughs> oh really? Man, you gotta yeah, bundle I, all those up, get those out there. I plan on it now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I've, I've been slowly like retouching them up from my older, you know, ability, writing abilities from the, you know, 2005, 2007. Yeah. And then I'll go back and I'll retool it and then bring it up to speed. Yeah. yeah. That's the tough part. Cause I know I have a few hundred at least um, short stories and things sitting around and they're pretty good, you know, but they're, yeah. I've learned a, a lot since, <laughs> since right, then. Right. And it would almost be more work to go back and polish those than it would be to just write all new short stories. Yeah. You kind of have to pick and choose. Well, this one, this one has a lot of potential. I'm going to work on this one. This one, uh, it's kind of a lost cause. So. <laughs> Bundle them anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> People will appreciate the early work, you know. You could write tiny little essays in front of each one. So when that's I what I that. yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, that's cool, man. So um, you so you majored in English. Uh, I also majored in English, and like me, you went a completely different direction. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what uh, what was your goal always to write? Uh, not till my senior year did I kind of. I guess reattached to that bug of writing. I started like in fifth grade yeah. and it was a fun thing to do. And then I, last, last year of college, uh, started picking it back up and I was like, man, this is feels so good. This is so much fun. This is me. Yeah. And yeah, just kept it as like a passionate hobby until yeah. more recently where I was really taking it seriously. Yeah. 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 And, uh, how much do you think the, your diagnosis influenced how serious you took it. Uh, man, I was, I was, I was, I was taking it very seriously. Yeah. About a year before my diagnosis and, you know, prepping it, like I was reading up on all, you know, Lindsay Baroker's blog. I was gaining wisdom from her, gaining wisdom from different Facebook communities. And I was just really entrenching myself in podcasts and stuff. And so I was, I was gearing up to like, okay, this is going to be the next phase. And then the cancer hit and that yeah. kind of, it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time because I've had a lot of opportunities because of the cancer where people have just connected to me and reached out. And so I, I've just like, well, I'm going to keep on trucking and yeah. keep on pushing towards the goal and, you know, yeah, it was it was therapeutic and enjoyable. I loved it. So, <laughs> yeah, that you know, that's it's interesting the way you put that. Um, that it was a blessing and a curse because of the you had opportunities that actually came to you because of the illness, right? Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I stood out to people because they heard about me and what was yeah. going on, and you know, reached out to me, and I made so many friendships through that yeah yeah that's uh that's interesting i mean that's an interesting sort of take too i mean uh there's a lot of you know there are there are all kinds of things that strike people um from major to minor right or minor to major you know was, uh, people talk about how their job gets in the way of the writing or how um they had a really bad week at work and so they don't feel like writing or you know, and then there's uh, major illnesses or major disturbances in your family or, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah. that idea that you can still pick, pick it up and still do it. I mean, it had to have been challenging, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, there was definitely long periods where I wouldn't do it because I just wasn't in the mood or I didn't feel good Yeah. Uh, or I wanted to spend just, you know, like, oh, this is, this is all family time. I'm not doing anything else. Uh, but then eventually I would start getting my wind back and I'd, I'd have this longing <laughs> to yeah. continue the story I was writing because yeah. it was so meaningful. Well, and what a gift to, um, to, to leave for your family. I mean, we're all, we're all headed to the same place, you know, I mean, I, 
I don't, I, hopefully you stick around. I, I'm praying for you, man. And I'm hoping you stick around for years to come. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't care what any doctors say. I mean, I'm still praying for you. Thank um, you. But what a legacy to leave that, you know, this piece of you, this world that you created, uh, that your kids can grow up enjoying and being a part of as well. Um, that's, to me, that's one of the reasons we, we do this. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how I feel about it. What, what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, my, I mean, my, my kids are very proud that I, you know, write books. They, they want to write books too. (laughs) You know, there's all that kind of, uh, you know, connection that I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just to be able to, yeah, and to be, you know, if, if I should pass, then I could leave, you know, this whole story behind and not just my writing, but also the story of people in my life that have helped me along the way and helped me in my darkest hours and yeah, all of that. Yeah, man, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm a little touched by that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh <laughs> I love everything you just said is what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, because I, I think well, and the part I especially appreciate is, is how you have looked at this, um, as a, as a connection to other people rather than separating you from, from people the way we often look at illness. And, uh, that's just, a, that's just remarkable, man. <laughs> truly remarkable. Um, so what, how are things, I mean, you, well, let's, I, I don't want to follow. I, I've, la- I've lapsed back into focusing on the illness. I'm sorry. It's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about your, uh, so the author community, I know the author community has really been behind you. Um, that's one of the things I love about our community, man. Uh, do you have any like standouts? Are there, there are people that, uh, I mean, Luke Barnett is the one who connected us and said that we should chat with each other. Thank you, Luke. Um, yeah. What are some of the other uh, people you've encountered and some of the things that you, you know, as far as the writing community goes? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many. Uh, I'll name some, but I will obviously be leaving out a huge swath of people. But um, when I first relapsed, (laughs) my first relapse, I I was really reached out to by um, Justin Sloan and... uh, uh, J.A. Andrews, and they they did a, a, a great amount of s- stuff that got the you know other people um, to hear my story. Yeah, let people know about what was going on. Janice, uh, J.A. Andrews, she uh, took over my newsletter for me while I was in the hospital going through chemo and was oh, keeping man. everyone updated. And she just totally stepped up and you know we were just recent friends you know only knew each other for three months and then the second round in the second relapse now <laughs> that i'm going through right now um it's absolutely enormous there's uh jay andrews is again doing my newsletter and and yeah. infinite amount of other things there's people who have who uh, some authors that have come to me who want to finish my book series for me that I really respect. Um, Eric T. Knight, uh, ML Spencer, and Janice, J.A. Andrews. Um, They're working right now. We're working on getting um, all my notes and stuff in order so that they can finish the last book and a half of my series. That's incredible. There's a a ton of other... people I could mention too that are doing things right now that uh, blows me away. That's a, that, that's incredible, man. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I realized now uh, it was Justin Sloan who, uh, who uh, brought your story to my attention originally. Um, yeah. And we, I think we were doing, you know, like some promotion of your work and, you know, that sort of thing. I, th- I remember doing these things. I don't remember the uh, order or who was involved. <laughs> yeah, <probably> yeah. <laughs> but they're all such good. Everyone's such a good human. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I should mention Michael Anderley like totally took me under his wing and yeah. it's helped helped me in big time. I even co-wrote a book in his world and that was a blast. Oh, so, really? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Man. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, there's just, I've never, uh, I've been a part of a lot of different communities in my life and career and I've never been a part of a community that was as, um, tight knit and, and, you know, had such a service attitude, even, you know, I hate to say it, but even my, my, uh, church home, uh, wasn't quite as tight knit as the, my author community is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, group I've often relate. <laughs> Right. I've often related in my mind uh, the whole picture of how church is supposed to work and function and support each other as the indie, the indie community by and large is doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this like it's like a family and you yeah. really get to know people and like make these deep friendships, even if it's online. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about like your process and uh how you go about your work um so what you're a uh you're a quality fiend you you make sure that the quality is there uh even if it takes longer to produce i've, I've yeah you've noted that uh so what <laughs> what do you what's a typical process for you and far as far as your writing um well i i tend to be a pantser writer so okay. i've had to i've had to more recent times focus on plotting more and uh, being more focused on that. But uh, my process has been before the fam my family wakes up and write. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, that's what it, it comes down to. And it's slow, but it, yeah. it comes, you know, sentence by sentence. Do you have like a, a certain word count or anything you aim for? Um, I always want to write over a thousand words a day, but rarely do, do I ever, uh, it's, it's kind of like my, my goal is just get as much as you can. Cause every, every time I go down and sit down, some, some, uh, storylines I'm writing might be just come really fast. Other ones I have to sit and just got my notes. I got what I'm thinking and processing for the character where I know they're going. Right. But then, um, I let the I let the story definitely um, and the characters surprise me. So yeah. it's uh, it's just a uh, getting in their heads and being genuine. Like every word, every dialogue, you know, that I have between characters, it has to come off authentic. And sometimes that means me thinking, what's what's this? What's Avon gonna say? What's Savara gonna say? You know, yeah. to that or how are they gonna react to this? Because right. I know them, but I have to really think about how would they genuinely react and what's the most exciting way I can make it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just a it's just a word by word, sentence by sentence. So do you, you said that you know these characters. I mean, do you do you feel like they have a, a life of their own? The characters in your books. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, that was and a part of question. Yeah, part of them are me. I mean. Like part yeah. of many of my characters are like going through or struggling with things that I want them to struggle with or because there are things I've struggled with or so forth. So they are an extension of me in lots of different ways too. So yeah, I know them really well, even though they're different in other ways, but I know the yeah. core of who they are. Yeah, yeah. My my characters can be jerks too. Um, they uh, yeah. they pretty much rule. <laughs> they take things over. Uh, they 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 do a lot of things that I really didn't want them to do because then I have to write about those things. So right, yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, no, I, I have uh, one character that's uh, deep, you know, uh, noble-minded and you know spiritually attuned to the gods and like sensitive but she has these this deep flaw of loneliness where she's she's voyeuristic and she's she spies on the the uh, different uh people that live in her kingdom because she's so lonely and it leads to these horrible things in her life <laughs> and so you know you, they go down these really dark roads and uh oh, wow. yet they have but they have good you know good it's like that good and evil, you know, inside of us. It that, sounds like a commentary on social media. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that that could be a uh, one way, uh, or or porno pornography. <laughs> or pornography. There you go. There. Right. Well, they're they're not all that different. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just different no, aspects of uh, watching someone be horrible. <laughs> no, that's it's true. It's like you create a fantasy of oh, I need to be like that person or this person. You become dissatisfied and you focus on, you know things right. that are not you and then you are enslaved by this ideal and right you know you're you're not free <laughs> right no i i hear you <laughs> sometimes yeah. i wonder like every day i wonder about uh why i'm still on facebook <laughs> <laughs> so uh how did you you know you were an english major so as an english major myself i know there was some craft honing there although it tended to be a little different than what we use, I think, in our daily writing life these days. But uh, what were some of the ways that you, you know, honed and polished your, your writing craft? Um, I think a lot of that come, came to reading. You know, I'd read yeah. these, great, these great books that would inspire me. And I'd really focus on what the authors were, how they created that authentic, you know, like character that just pulled me in and that I would be so moved by that scene or that character and I'd try that kind of flow into my own stories as best as I could and learn and you know it takes years of right for me it took years of writing to to really connect where I knew okay when I'm writing this I know how the writer's going to be feeling emotionally and I know yeah. like I have I now have that level of connection where I can I can anticipate how I'm making someone feel when they're reading the story. Yeah. And I know when it needs to be better or more impactful or be touched up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you feel like you, you learned more from studying how others were applying the craft than from, say, reading books about craft? I mean, you feel like that was... I, I, think, I think reading good books has helped me create as I've really soaked them in, has helped me create rich characters and authentic scenes. However, some books on plotting and craft and I, I can't read a book on craft and character yeah. uh, and get the same level I do as out of um, reading a good book. But however, reading a plotting book and having that in mind of, you know, three acts and you know, how to kind of pace things, I think does enhance my storytelling when I, when I focus on that. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like the structural stuff is, is helpful when combined with the literary reading of just keep reading good books that you want, books that inspire you, the books that, because everyone has different tastes, yeah. but reading those books that you are really drawn to and reading the structure books that are, you know, nonfiction structure books. Those are, that's a great combo. Yeah. I, you know, I, you always get the advice. Every writer gets the advice that you should study craft. Um, and I think most writers take that as I should read as many books about plot and structure and characterization as I can get my hands on. Uh, but I, I've always felt, I think, and I think you mirror this, that you study craft best when you see it as applied as it's meant to be applied. The reading good books, reading and reading occasionally the bad book, the terrible book. Yeah. Uh, but just know in being able to, I think it's like uh, being a connoisseur of wine in a way, you know, you all wine sort of tastes alike uh, when you first start out and then you start to notice those subtle nuances, but it's only through application, so. Yes, yeah, like, like, I've sometimes done the exercise of, oh, wow, this, this paragraph really moved me. Yeah. What would it be like to write that paragraph? And I'll write it down as a writer in a kind of a different mode. And it's like, these are just simple words yeah. put together eloquently. And it, you know, just those little exercises of like, wow, this is a moving piece that I know is moving from whatever book yeah. and really thinking through how, wow, what, what made it so moving? You know, uh, Benjamin Franklin did that. That's how he taught himself to to write hmm. uh, by copying the work of others, and he would do it by uh, try to try to replicate it by memory, basically. 
And I guess that got him into that rhythm. Once he got to the rhythm of being able to replicate it perfectly, he, he figured he'd learned the skill. Wow. That's, yeah, that's great. Really encouraging to hear from you, man. I, I, I think that that's actually good advice because I struggle sometimes. I get asked a lot uh, by will-be authors, I call them, the new, the new folks coming in, like, you know, how they should, what they should do to improve craft. Mostly authors want to know how to sell more books. Uh, and that's a tough enough question to ask. But the, the, <laughs> those that are truly serious will ask me, how do I improve the actual writing? And that's, sometimes that's a struggle. But I think reading uh, was one of the pieces of advice that I always gave. So it's good to hear other people agree. <laughs> yeah. And, and reading and then just doing it, writing books, like yeah, know, just writing stories. It. That's I've heard, I've heard many people say, you know, you're not a good writer until you've written a million words or, you know, right. different, you know, slogans like that. And, it, right. and in some sense, that's, that's exactly my story. You know, I've, I've seen myself grow only through doing it. Yeah. So what about <laughs> criticism? Do you get, uh, do you get any criticism for your books? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, there's definitely criticism that comes not, not a lot, but when it, you know, but the criticism that I found most helpful, I mean, I recruit those people. <laughs> I have that's, in the past. Like, yeah, uh, I got a, I got a great Goodreads, uh, um, a critique that I was like, man, I'm reading this guy. I'm like, I, these are flaws I knew were in there. And wow, he, he, he very eloquently pointed them out, but then also pointed how much he loved different things. And I was like, this guy needs to be on my beta reading team. So, exactly right. And he was so he was so honored. You know, I was like, I love I love that about like I'll read all my negative reviews and all they do is help me. I mean, yeah. unless there's one that's you know they're just kind of not not connecting or whatever for you know they weren't the right reader for the book. Then I understand that, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there are the, there's the occasional review where um, I was not a pack of sausages uh, you know, or something similar, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I wasn't the, uh, <laughs> the bag of socks they ordered. So, I <laughs> yeah. uh, so, well, that's good, man. I, you know, that's the exact philosophy that I, that I try to share with people uh, that I myself try to remember that the, the criticisms can actually be very helpful in, in uh, perfecting the work. How, I mean, do you, um, what do you think your ratio is uh, of time uh, spent writing versus time spent editing? Ooh. Um, <laughs> you didn't know there was any uh, math, did you? I, 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 <laughs> I, I, it's okay. <laughs> I think definitely uh, I spend more time writing than editing. Uh, cause I do, I try to get as much right, um, in the first go around and mm -hmm. it makes the editing process easier. Um, I'll, you know, once I finish a whole sequence in, in one of my stories, I, when I, I write epic, like epic story, epic fantasy, epic yeah. science fantasy. So I have like storylines where I can just finish an entire storyline then have to write more storylines cause they don't, maybe they don't connect in this, yeah. this, this book. So I'll write a whole storyline and I'll be, you know, notes down. Okay. On your, on second draft, fix this, touch this up. But I'm really um, pretty set when I, when I have it in the first draft, it just yeah. needs, you know, polishing. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's good advice. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a good process, you know, get it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> I know it, it's, it's, I'm sure it, it probably does slow me down. Cause I know there's the, also good advice of, you know, just get the, the words on the page and yeah. uh, keep going. And that's, that's something I've tried to do. Um, yeah. And I do it to the best of my ability where I don't look back and keep re-editing stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I just tend to be slow in general. So I go yeah. slow and I write the kind of stories I write are just, they necessitate me. Right. Getting a lot right on the first draft. I, I, I have lightened up a little on, cause I, I used to very strongly preach that you should never edit while you're writing cause it slows you down and you know, it, it makes the odds of not finishing the book much higher. Um, but I, I, I've learned, uh, you know, and I stole a, I stole an idea from uh, Dean Wesley Smith about looping uh, that hmm. I've 
you know, the player playing around with and modifying my approach to looping. He does like 500 words and hops back edits and does 500 more. And I think that's a pretty good rhythm, but I, I do like my two chat, my, uh, two pages or what, you know, whatever my word count's going to be for the day, 2,500, 5,000, whatever, and then edit that and then continue writing. I think I could probably make better use of the time though. Uh, so I, I've lightened up a little. I think that there's, <laughs> there's room for, you know, taking your time with it, making sure it's right. Do you have, uh, I assume you, do you have editors other than yourself or do you do all your own editing? No, no. Uh, I, I've had different editors. Yeah. Over the, over the course of the years. It's not a given <laughs> anymore. Not everyone uses editors anymore. Uh, so yeah. 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 To sometimes your detriment and sometimes some people get away with that. I don't know. I, I, right, I right. don't really use um, paid editors anymore. I use my street team more often than not, but most of them are actually editors. So <laughs> I'm kind yeah, of, yeah, no, that's, that's one of the great rewards of having a street team. I've, you know, like they make, they make the editing right. process so much easier because there's a lot of adept readers out there that are yeah. enjoy your story and editing it for you. Right. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I couldn't do it without them for sure. So what, yeah. Speaking of your, your beta readers, um, I mean, I'm sure they're aware of everything that's happening in your life. What's going on. I mean, ha do you communicate with them regularly? Um, Specifically, my beta readers, I usually only reach out to them uh, when I have a project coming up. Okay. Um, because they're all on my general mailing list anyway, so they kind of, they get the, the daily, um, not daily, the weekly or monthly emails from me. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't send them extra messages, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Just I, checking. Yeah. My, my street team, they're kind of my buds now. Um, you know, and they're giving me a hard time because I'm late on a book. So, ha <laughs> ha, nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of them listen to this show, uh, so I think I'm safe in in teasing them a little. But, uh, <laughs> well, man, that you know, it, you got there's so many things going on uh, for you in your life. Uh, it seems so. It, it it's pretty incredible uh, what you're accomplishing. And I, I, I know that this illness is taking its toll, but uh, I'm still pretty impressed by what you're able to produce here. So these, the folks who are kind of taking up arms to help you finish the last of the, the series, um, yeah. how are you working with them? Um, they are going through my books right now. And I mean, they've totally stepped up because I know I don't have a lot of energy. Yeah. And I've, I mean, this week I've been feeling really good. I got a blood transfusion, so oh, yeah. I'm doing pretty good right now. But uh, it, like the last two weeks, That's I felt like, oh. Vampirism. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> a terrible joke. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My dad's a vampire. He works in a lab, so it's okay. Oh, just, okay. I get, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, they, uh, we, they've been going through my books really in detail and, um, making, I'm making videos and outlines for them when I yeah. feel, when I'm filling up to it and kind of that they, they really want their desire is to write the story that was kind of like my passion and my heart. And I'm just, I'm excited about the, the people involved because they're, they are of the same mindset, like. Yeah. They're very good writers and they're very kind of serious, these serious writers yeah. uh, that don't mind writing in heavy topics like, like I like to write. So they've, they've, uh, yeah, we're kind of just collaborating on all that. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned earlier, there's a, there's a, I, this whole, this whole Facebook page of other authors who have been helping with my, my book launch because I wasn't I was gonna not relaunch my book series because I did this whole this whole I had this whole relaunch plan for my my books one through three that are finished and I had new covers art and maps and all this stuff and yeah. I was like when the cancer came back I was like ah I'm not gonna be able to finish the series so I'm not gonna you know make a big hype about the, a launch because you know, no, no one's going to be able to finish the series, but then everyone stepped up. 
said, no, yeah. we want, we're going to relaunch your books for you. We're going to write your books, finish your books. This, this core group of people, it, I can't, I haven't mentioned all of them, but, uh, and then there's like over 300 other authors all doing things yeah. and, and fan and fans that are That's all incredible. working to, to my relaunch my series. My, they actually hit the publish button on my series earlier. This, hmm. It was last week. And it, 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 they, through their efforts, they, they got it to as high as number 79 in the entire Amazon store. Wow. Which, which, which just like, you know, it's all on them. Their, 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 their love and support. So I, I, I was you, just blown away. I'm so proud of the community. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, and I say this kind of stuff a lot and I think, I never know if people actually believe me, uh, but I, I just genuinely love the indie author community. Like it's just such a great group of humans. <laughs> and uh, it is. <laughs> I, I'm just always floored by how much compassion and uh, how much kindness and love flows out of that community. So, and you know, the great thing is, is so many different walks of life, so many different, yeah. you know, views on everything, but then yet they have, there's this bond of, you can, you know, all we're all, together. right. We're all coming together. It's, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can, we're all miles apart in, in some ways, uh, you know, philosophically and politically and, you know, whatever, uh, sometimes, and then it doesn't matter. That, and right. I think that's the best, pro, po, the best possible lesson to take out of all of it, I think. Uh, Absolutely. The differences just don't, don't matter. Um, so. don't, uh, yeah, don't let those differences overcome our common love and humanity for, you know, yeah. the, the friendships and, and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, we are, um, we are sadly, uh, we're at time. So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, but I just want to say, I continue to pray for you and your family. Um, I am uh, moved, completely, completely, and utterly moved by your spirit and by what you're, you're doing and accomplishing in the world. Um, I, it's an honor to, uh, to be able to chat with you right now. I'm, I'm very glad you took the time. I'm honored to be on your show, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> uh, everybody, uh, everybody else, <clears throat> you are right now hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will, and you're going to want to hang out on the other side of this break. Uh, we're going to wrap some things up. Uh, I'll do our little closing. Uh, who knows what I'm going to say, but you'll get to find out when you stick around. So I'll see you on the other side. Hear your book the way it was meant to be heard, with a fully custom soundtrack based on your material, an album of music that perfectly fits your characters, your settings. Hear your book today. SonataInscribe.com. Hey, thank you for sticking around. I, I hope you um, hope you got something profound out of uh, this, this interview with Brandon. I know I did. I, I um, this idea of uh, this illness that is trying so hard to take his his life uh, and his notion, um, at least in part, that it. That it is some that in some ways it's a blessing. I mean, how positive is that? We uh, we face a lot of challenges as authors. Um, I talk to authors every day, every single day, uh, and I I hear all the reasons why this job is hard. It's because this job is hard. There's nothing easy about being an author. There's nothing easy about facing the page every day, uh, setting aside the time the marketing, you know, there's the challenges. And when you've got family, um, and you want to make your family a priority, you know, uh, that, that can eat into your ability to write. Uh, when you've got a full-time job that can divert you from the writing. They're all, all challenges and health challenges too. Maybe it's not leukemia. Maybe it's, maybe it's just allergies. Maybe it's, um, a broken limb or a surgery or, uh, whatever, <laughs> a pacemaker, I have a pacemaker. So, you know, that could be, that could be a reason, uh, a very valid, 
very justifiable reason not not to write and not to create, uh, but to go on and do it anyway. Now Brandon demonstrates this, and I I am very appreciative of it. Uh, the fact that he has this illness, has this diagnosis, um, that you know he's told by a doctor that it's over soon, and so he's making preparations, uh, and he's fighting it. He's still fighting it. And I'm praying, and I don't know what your religious background is, what your faith is, spirituality. I don't know if you believe in anything, uh, and I don't care. You you get to be you, and I'm I'm glad that you're you. Uh, but if you would, whatever your stance on uh, life and the universe and everything may be, if you will just pray uh, for Brandon's healing, I would appreciate that. I know Brandon and his family would deeply appreciate that. Um, so just think about it. Uh, but beyond that, what I hope we all take away from a story like this is that even uh, even when things seem like they're at their darkest, there are still these signs of hope. There are still these uh, things that we can do that make us live forever, that demonstrate how strong we actually are. <clears throat> and it's powerful. So, I'm, uh, I don't know Brandon that well. I haven't known him very long at all. I've known of him more than I've known him. Uh, we've had... Very brief conversations, mostly on Facebook, and uh, you know that's that's fine. I mean, I wasn't part of Brandon's circle of of close friends or family or anything like that, but I've been following what's been happening with him. I've been watching as he's uh, dealt with all this, and uh, the things that he says and the things that he does they they mark him as someone uh, I I think I would very much enjoy having in my life anyway, but that I can definitely take some inspiration from. And I'm hoping that's what you do. <laughs> I'm hoping that you uh, take inspiration from Brandon, help him out. Now, there are um, there are some things uh, you can do here. If you go, first of all, we can help Brandon out. There's If we go check out uh, the work he's, um, he's producing, um, you can find, uh, if you go to Brandon Barr, that's Brandon, B-A-R-R dot com. Um, that's his personal website. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Amazon. Uh, go go pick up a book. Go go spend a few bucks on a Brandon Barr book and, uh, and then tell some friends and family to do the same. Just do that. If you don't read that type of fiction, that's okay. Just, just. Let's just do that. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you do read that kind of fiction, let's read it and let's leave some good positive reviews. Let's help get some buzz for that work. I mean, he's a USA Today bestseller. He's got, you know, plenty of readers. He's got, uh, uh, you know, he's got a career here. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that came up in our interview was how, you know, these characters we create, they're in small part, they're, they are us. You know, my, my characters, and I believe he agrees with this, but our characters can be distinct from us, but they're still, in some small part, us. So you get to see a little piece of Brandon's soul in what he writes. Uh, and I think that's worth honoring. So I would ask that you go help out there. Um, and, uh, you know, in, there's a lot of other stuff you'll be able to find in the uh, show notes of this episode. If you missed the uh, URL, it is brandonbar2rs.com. Uh, go check that out. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, he is uh, if, on Facebook. It's slash Brandon J Bar, so you can you can find him on Facebook. Just search Brandon Bar. Um, the thing that uh, one of the things that really st- struck me in this interview, uh, aside from Brandon's personal character and his strength and and what he's doing and what he's facing. Um, the thing that really struck me and touched me was how the indie publishing, um, culture community has just come out of the woodwork to help and be supportive. And we mentioned this toward the end of the interview, but regardless of our, cause I know politics right now, especially with the elections happening, everyone's up in arms. And I, I think it's remarkable 
that regardless of our politics, regardless of our our faith, uh, whether we believe in God or whether we think that that's a joke, um, some people do think that's a joke, um, you know, everyone's been respectful, everyone's been helpful, everyone's doing everything they can to make sure that uh, a an author is taken care of and that a legacy continues and that a family that depends on and loves this author is considered and taken care of. It's fantastic. It's humbling. To be a part of, uh, of that community, and that is the greatest honor of my life. So, um, so thank you for allowing me to be a part of, of all this. And, uh, and thank you especially to, to Brandon, who is an inspiration to me. It was an honor to uh, chat with you, Brandon. I'm uh, not uh, handling this as well as I hoped I would, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. Um, quick notes. If you are in, uh, if you're going to be at 20 Books Vegas next week, uh, I'll be there. Make sure you say hi. I don't think I'm speaking. <laughs> I should know, but I often don't know. <laughs> so I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm presenting or anything. But uh, you are welcome to uh, to come uh, look me up. I'll buy you a drink. We'll hang out, um, and uh, we'll enjoy ourselves. And uh, this may mean, unless I can get a, another episode in the can before. We're going to have a good time. We're looking forward to the rest, actually. Uh, just being able to chill out and rest. I'll probably be bored out of my skull by the second day, and I'll be I'll be back to working. But uh, but Kara won't. <laughs> Kara's really looking forward to having time off. Uh, beyond that, there's no there's no uh, there's nothing huge happening um, that I'm aware of. Uh, got lots of cool stuff happening with Draft to Digital. We just announced um, the beta for D 2 D print. So if you are interested in that. Go to uh, draftdigital.com slash print beta, I believe is the uh, URL. Uh, if that doesn't work, just ping me on Twitter or Facebook or something, and I'll, uh, I'll get you the link. That's to get on the waiting list for the beta. Um, we're introducing people now. We're going through the crowd that we met at Nink first, um, and then we're going to start bringing groups into it. We're pretty much ready to finalize this thing so i'm i'm excited ddd print's going to be pretty amazing uh you're going to get a lot out of that we got another big announcement coming up on uh next week we'll just say next week i don't know which day so uh get ready we're get ready for a flood of announcements actually probably one a week over the next couple of months 
<laughs> some big DDD stuff. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much for being a part of the Wordslinger podcast. You're the you're the biggest and best part of the Wordslinger podcast. I really appreciate you being here. I cannot tell you how much I uh, love and adore every one of you. Um, and uh, I hope you take something really special out of this particular episode. Uh, I know I have some profound things and uh, some reconsiderations, actually, for a few of my own, uh, uh, we'll just say attitudes. <laughs> so, God bless each and every one of you. I'm glad you're here. And I'll see you all next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Wordslinger Podcast. Now, you can support this show by visiting wordslingerpodcast.com. That's where you're going to find back episodes, books by me, and links to anything and everything Wordslinger. And be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. I'm Kevin Tomlinson. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.